I don't think we can ever win in a price war. So I've always taken the tack to sell a higher end and represent it as such. And it's things they can't find anywhere else. You know, we're unapologetic. Running a retail business doesn't have to be so hard. Welcome to the Creative Shop Talk podcast, the go-to podcast for creative shop owners, studio owners, and independent retailers. I'm your host, Wendy Batten, retail business coach and mentor. Each week, I'll share simple, proven business strategies, inspiring stories from fellow retailers, and advice from industry experts. Together, we're going to work to find the success you want from your retail business with more profits in your till and a little more joy in your life. Hey there, friends, and welcome to the Creative Shop Talk podcast. I'm your host, Wendy Batten. I can't wait for you to listen to this podcast. I have brought on a friend. Ann Schneider from The Front Porch. She is a really amazing retailer. She's been uh, a veteran retailer. I don't know if I can say if I should say veteran retailer or not, but that so describes her. She's a pioneer. Uh, she really defines what it means to me to be doing business your way. She's a hard worker. She's an innovative. Um, I love the conversation that we have today. She's going to be sharing some wisdom with you. And I originally invited Anne on, well, I knew we didn't really have a plan. <laughs> we didn't have a plan. Uh, I knew that I wanted her to share with you. You know, we don't always have to follow a script. We do have to have our ducks in a row. We have to understand certain things are important. She's going to share a lot of those things with you. But Anne has made some changes um, in her business model over the years that just don't seem conventional or just don't seem normal or regular. And I love that about her. I love that she had the wisdom and the plan and the heart and the guts and the grit, I guess, to make those changes. And and I don't want to give it all away, but she get, she's going to share how she knew to make those pivots and changes. And after the last year or so that we've had, I just really wanted to remind retailers that, you know, we can do business our way, we can have life on our terms, you know, once we put a few things in place. And this is just a great conversation. Lots of nuggets here for you. I am so excited for you to meet Ann Schneider from the Front Porch. Uh, the Front Porch Warehouse is her new name, and she'll explain that a little bit. But you don't want to miss this interview. So listen up. Hi, Anne. Thanks for being here on the Creative Shop Talk podcast. I'm so excited to introduce you to my listeners and viewers. We're also uh, recording this, um, not live, but we are recording this so we can put it on the page as well because I want everybody to see your beautiful smiling face. So hi, hi Anne. Hi, Wendy. How are you doing, my friend? Um, good, good, good. So Anne and I were just talking um, and kind of laughing, but uh, I wanted to bring Anne Schneider on from the front porch to introduce you all to her amazing way of running business and her wisdom. And as everybody knows, that <laughs> I don't know about that. We're always I love, right? I love to bring on, well, I think you're inspiring to so many retailers. You're inspiring to me. Um, well, we've you. been friends for a while now. Yeah, we have. And we met very strangely, didn't we? We, yeah, we have a very like strange, like, so yeah. our businesses are similar names because I had mm -hmm. the Front Porch Mercantile and you had yep. the, the, front front, porch. the Front Porch. Mm -hmm. And uh, well, let's jump into it. You want to do you want to share how we met? This is really funny. 
It is. It is. I actually made a trip to Canada, um, Toronto, to join Stu McLaren. Was it his very first tribe or second tribe? Might have been. It was really early on. I know we were OGs. Um, yeah, the yeah. Plan. And it was his first live though. No, it wasn't his first, was it? Yeah, it was the first because it was in that dodgy little hotel. <laughs> it was, it hotel. was the first live. Yeah. And I had seen you out and about in the interwebs and seen the front porch mercantile and kind of, you know, seen your name out there and, and knew of you through um, paint lines and such. And um, all of a sudden, I, I, I think I just saw you or I saw your name badge or whatever. And I think I just walked up and introduced myself and said, OK, this is really weird. I have to introduce myself because I've often wondered um, that we have to be we have to be cosmically connected because of our business names. And then we just hit it off. And that was yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it. That is interesting. Yeah, it is. interesting. Yeah. It was so much fun. And um, Anne's talking about tribe. I've talked about tribe and our membership. Both of us, um, you know, do other things other than just running our retail business as well, too. Sure. So let's let's get into that. And you want to let us know, just tell everybody a little bit about your business and actually your business journey. How did you end up and what do you do? And tell us a little oh my bit. Gosh. Gosh, our journey, our journey has so many twists and turns. It's crazy. Like everybody. Um, but but yeah. we've, been, we've been in, my partner and I, we've been in business for 25 years. I can't believe it, Wendy. I just literally can't believe it. It just blows my mm-hmm. mind when I say those numbers. Yeah, we've had two stores over the course of our journey. Um, we are now at one store. Well, we'll talk about that. Not even open right now because <laughs> we just made a move. But along the way, I mean, we've we've changed our merchandise mix. I mean, we've always stayed very true to we deal in high end um, floral, silk floral. We don't do fresh. We do um, home decor. We've we do vintage just because that's always been my vibe. And so, of course, I sell it along the way as well. We've had paint lines, many different paint lines along the way. We've taught classes and most recently gone more online. Um, so yeah, lots of twists and turns in our retail journey, lots of failures. It's how we learn. Um, lots of wins, of course, along the way as well, but you just, it's like this, isn't it, Wendy? Yep. Up and down. <laughs> and you know, about that, it's really funny because I, mm-hmm. I have the uh, opportunity to, I work with a lot of retailers just starting and I work right. with a lot of retailers who in 25 years in business, you know, I have, I have the privilege of talking to different, and it's so funny. What we have is not usually what we start with. No, no. Like now the only thing what, constant, yeah. the only thing constant in our um, business is the silk floral. That's how we started. Right. And I really, um, way, way back that long ago, there just wasn't um, really good quality, high end, what I call botanically correct, like really nice silk floral. Like silk floral was. We've all of, seen the bad ones, right? Yeah. Right, yeah. right. And not to disparage any stores, but you know, you know, yeah. you know what I'm talking about. Um, so when I came across, it was it was kind of like a perfect um, storm when I first decided to start a retail store in that that's when the first company started launching the very first really good quality silk floral, things that I'd never seen before. And so I made the decision early on in my business not to get into the price wars part of uh, retail. Mm-hmm. And I was really heavily, heavily chastised by, by employees, by um, friends, family nobody's ever going to spend back then, you know, $7 for one stem of really good, you know, and I'm like, watch me. I've always taken that tact because in my opinion, I don't think we can ever win in a price with the big box out there. I don't think we can win in the getting into a price war. So I've always taken the tact to sell a higher end and represent it as such. And it's things they can't find anywhere else. You know, we're unapologetic. 
Yeah. And I love that about you. I love that about you. And and, and we're going to get into a few more other things that I know you're Mm -hmm. unapologetic about, but um, it doesn't also come from, because we have to make, we have to make the profits, right? That's, you know, we are not, we are not big box stores and we are independent. And you know where I, how I feel about margin. I mean, yes, yes, (laughs) yes. Margin's a big thing for me. Yeah. Margin's a huge thing for Anne. Anne actually is, um, uh, I have Anne coming into the inner circle to talk about margins. Actually, I'm going to get you to lecture about, no, I'm going to call it the lecture from Anne, but no, I'm just kidding. But really, I do believe that margins are, I, I love that you say unapologetic because, you know, it's like, well, I don't want to price gouge. And, you know, we, I hear that all the time, but mm-hmm. it's not price gouging. It's a mindset. It's a mindset. Exactly. Mm-hmm. The other thing about that is you don't come from a place of um, gouging. You don't come from a place oh. of you're still serving the needs to your customer. And Absolutely. I know, and, and, and I want to talk to you a little bit about this. You have built um, an incredible reputation with your clients you're 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 service first I mean Mm -hmm. no you're probably product first you have really good product and service right so right right and and again it's it's one of those things where you know I try to tell other retailers too that reach out and say how can you possibly you know get that for something you know and I'm like it's one of the things I'm often heard saying in my or have often been heard say, saying in my retail store is people will come in and and be doing a wedding or something special event for florals or some special arrangement mm-hmm. that they want for their home and and they'll say how can this peony be you know $18 <laughs> for one peony and I'm like look at it I mean look at it it's absolutely a work of art and they are truly a work of art when you get up into that level of silk floral there some of them are even hand airbrushed um they're just beautiful um stunning so you know you can't you know this is one of the things i love saying all the time it's one of my favorite old reach old 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 retail sayings is you can't sell out of your own wallet um you can't so project on your customers what you may think you would never pay for something, or you may be frightened by the retail that you know you need to get because you know you have to have a certain margin to stay in business. And we can get into that in the masterclass um, more. Well, that's certainly not um, something we need to delve into too much today, but um, it's not gouging, it's serving. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and we are not our customers. Exactly what you just said. I say right. every day I am, we are not our customers. Right. We are not our customers. You know, we, you know, we might be a version of our customers, but we are, you well, know, sure. yeah, we are just beyond, we have to look at our ideal customer. And, and to that point, you have stayed very true to your, um, and, you know, I've been following your journey for so long and I love, love, love that you, um, you work in a way that has to, that works for you mm-hmm. <laughs> selling your florals, being un- unapologetic about that at the price that you need to. And the other part to that, and, if, and I'd love for you to share a little bit about this. So you made some business decisions on time and bandwidth and hours and that a lot, that was again, controversial. I think you stirred a pot. Oh, this was a big few time years ago, but you stirred a big pot that a lot of people went, oh my gosh, now it doesn't seem so crazy as now yeah. after pandemic world and all this mm. stuff. But um, do you want to share a little bit about the big <laughs> shocking moment that what you did that would that you wanted to do and why you why you did? It? I just love this part and this sort of well and yeah and I I do kind of sometimes wonder how I always seem to be doing these things that are so called shocking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I really just it it feels like an instinct, like what I right. feel I need to do. Yeah. 
So um, about four or five years ago, I think it is now, Wendy, I, I'm terrible with dates of I remember would, I when, say, but I think it's about yeah, four or five years yeah. ago, at least, yeah. that I just took a step back and said, I don't want to do seven day a week retail anymore. Yeah. Like I literally, and four or five years ago, the whole pop-up um, occasional hours was not something that many people did. <laughs> I mean, it really was not. I mean, I should have saved all the emails and, and messages yeah. and such, but um, I just said to myself, you know what? Um, and, and we'll talk about why I felt so strongly, deeply in my gut that it would work for us. The reason, the main reason that I felt it would work for us. It was all about a way of life. I didn't want to work seven days a week anymore and long hours. Cause I mean, our retail store was open 10 AM to 7 PM, sometimes 8 PM. Um, some of the years, earlier years, we were 10 AM to 8 PM, seven days a week. And, and that's a grind. Now, of course, we have fabulous employees and things like that. I mean, we certainly were not to the point where we were a one-person shop, but I would urge anyone in this position to really take a step back and say to yourself, you know, what is the, the quality of life that you want to have outside of your retail store? Because we have to remember we aren't what we do. You know, who we are is not hinging around what we do for a living, right? That's something I think that we all need to, to learn. And it took me a long time to do that. I mean, it took me a long time to do that. If you would have talked to the Anne of 15 years ago, that wouldn't have, you know, I would have argued with you about that. But you get to a certain point in your life and I started having grandkids and I'm I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. So I'm not quite ready to go out of brick and mortar retail completely. How can I, how can I make that work? Um, so <laughs> mm-hmm. back then I literally announced that we would, I think our first step was that we were going to be closed. Um, after our, our portion of clearance sales, cause we're really big in the holiday season for holiday decor. Um, and so we don't just end in December 31st. We go into a couple weeks in January for full clearance. Um, we are going to be closed from January, second week of January through March 1st. And I think that was, that was my first, um, dipping oh, the toe into it. it. So and, and people so were wild. like, what do you mean? Yeah. Yeah. What do you mean closed? <laughs> and I'm like, closed. And people were like, well, you, you can't just close. And I'm like, yes, I can. <laughs> we're going to take a break. Yeah. Because you, you know that it's trade show season and I travel a tremendous amount normally in normal times. Travel a, a tremendous amount for all the different trade shows to do buying for the following holiday season in January and February. And um, I just said, nope. It's we're going to change. And then we did that and and had a lot of people really up in arms, including our customers, literally people walking in and crying in the store, literally crying. Um, How can you do this? This is my happy place. And, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I was just very upfront with people and just said, look, it's it's if people got really heavy handed with how they reacted to it, I would just literally very kindly say it's either I close completely or I take this step back and have balance in my life. And so, I mean, I wouldn't just lead with that, but if it was anybody that was really, really coming right. at me with it, that's what I would say. And then people would understand, you know, you put it on a personal level and they would understand. So we started with that shift and it worked. And then we started the next year, we did a summer change as well. So we went through Memorial Weekend and then made a decision to close June, July and August, except for one weekend a month. One weekend a month, we would be open with a tent sale and we would open the store for our customers. And what we saw there is we did the same amount in four days 
that we had done in 30 days the previous year. And so all of a sudden we're like, oh boy, we're onto something here. This is really something. So, and what I can attribute this to Wendy, and this is what I really want people to take out of this is first of all, you need to really, really make this okay in your personal life. You know, you need to make your business okay with your personal life and have balance. And I know we all talk about balance. It's the buzzword. And most people don't ever really delve into it and get it in their life. But um, it's that. Um, But also, I knew in my gut that it would work because of my strength of my email list. And I know people roll their eyes and say, oh, email's dead. Email's dead. Email's this. Email's that. And we did have a a decent following. Five years ago, we had a decent following on Facebook. And, and, you know, we we could alert people through social media. But... I could never, it could never have been successful if I didn't fully and totally trust that my email list was gold for me Uh, for a couple of reasons. I knew for the past, I don't know how many years, it's a non-negotiable in our store. Anyone walking in the door gets asked to be on our email list, period, period. I mean, non-negotiable. And we don't have trouble getting people on our email list. Um, A lot of people just really fight me on this when I talk about it. And they say, email's dead. Nobody opens it. Open rates are horrible, blah, 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 blah. But I'm telling you, Wendy, over the course of my retail life, there have been times that money was tight. Um, You know, and, and nobody ever wants to talk about that. People look at people. You know, I've had people say this to me before, and I'll be really vulnerable right now. Oh, I wish I was like your store. Look at everything must be fabulous. And you must be, oh, my gosh, you know, and I'm like, it's all relative, you guys. It's all relative. So whether you're a thousand square foot store sole proprietor or whether you're a 10,000 square foot store like we are with 10 employees, it's all relative in in your financial you know, ups and downs. And there were times early, early on, I know when we went through our recession here in the States, I don't know if you guys did that same recession in Canada, where I didn't know how I was going to make payroll on Monday. Like I literally didn't know, like, what am I going to do? And I would send an email out on Friday, and I'd have the payroll money by Monday. So I really knew in the gut that um, my email list was my most valuable asset second to my employees, in my opinion. Yeah, it's so, really it's really hard to get people to understand that. Oh, so here. very important. I, like I cannot stress what <laughs> my inner circle members, my coaching clients, friends, they just think I'm harping when I talk about email. But it's just I mean, out of the mouth of, you know, you're just saying, right, it's so true. You send an email, you make a sale. Is it the only way that we market? Of course not. No, no, it's part of your marketing. It's part of it, but we own our email list. It's the only thing we own. And and now, yeah, yeah, lately I'm really seeing, feeling very good about the whole text marketing thing. I think that's something that we all need and I'm just about to jump into that. So, but that, and that's a direct to, to customer marketing thing that I think could rival email, but it would never mean that I would stop emailing and I would do it in addition and it's to. also it's also interesting again to remind everybody <laughs> we are not our customers I personally no. hate text marketing it just I, but am I going to teach it to my retailers oh yeah am I going to offer it to my you know clients oh yeah because it works it's proven it's a strategy that works is it you know is it something I'm going to opt into probably not I'm not a fan of like I'm just personally not like Wendy is not a fan of it but on a business but 
Correct. all my clients are like it's right. very interesting like it's so interesting and I think don't you think it's it can be a generational thing too you know? uh, but that, that's so I, right. I, yeah we could go on yeah. a whole tangent on that but that's exactly Correct. it again just but back to the pricing back to the email back to the you know right. just because you don't like email maybe maybe you don't yeah. open emails but maybe right. it's because you're a busy retailer you don't have time to open emails but guess what your customer that's sitting home waiting for you to be to right. email is is your customer Correct. is the one again it's just super important and and statistics don't lie right Right. And stats no. and actual actions like money in the bank. You post right. an email on Friday, you have payroll by Monday. Correct. That Correct. comes now, from an email. That's, that's a direct, because, you know. Yeah, exactly. And that's due to my commitment to just knowing that that was something I needed right. to do. All of our email or, you know, right. we have a very large email list and people are often like, mm-hmm. how the heck did you ever build a list that large? And I'm like, commitment and consistency right? <laughs> and, and then and the knowing that one at a time you know pretty soon you can have 15,000 people on your email list I mean it's it's and it's 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 so very valuable I mean we're about to have a, our first tent sale at our new warehouse location and you know it's all driven by email and and a little bit by social media but for the most part my email list for my right. locals so right. so when we started doing the odd hours i mean like you said so many naysayers you remember when it was back there no i you, do and i i, I yeah. it's funny cuz i was not a naysayer i thought like i want to watch this play out i think it's amazing like i think it's gutsy i i, I want to throw in here too though you did it with not like it wasn't you know you there's part of trusting our gut knowing your email mm-hmm. i mean that's that wasn't just like, oh, I hope it works and we're going to do this. I mean, you really had strong reason to believe you had a strong email list, you mm-hmm. knew your clients, you know, yes, you knew you're going to get pushback. We get pushback for everything. We paint yeah. the color. We, we changed the front door color. You're going to have somebody say you don't like it. Right. I'm just saying right. like, you get pushback on everything. So and that although that was a major pushback, you trusted your gut. You also I mean, I'm going to just say this for the whatever, you know, for the, those that think, oh, I can just do this easily, you know. Obviously, Anne had a plan for January and February and March rent payments. And, you know, there's there was a a, a financial plan. And that's what, you know, planning by quarter. And, you know, she right. You you didn't just say, oh, I hope we can figure out how to pay the rent. That's not you knew what you were doing. Right. So there's a plan. We're willing to take the loss of the you know, the the revenue because we have other things happening. And, you know, so it wasn't it wasn't a willy-nilly I'm going to close there's thought methodical thought to making changes um, and trusting your gut that this is going to work so it's not just like let's just close down for four months and (laughs) open when we want to that that's part of it but I I knew I knew you well enough to know that you know this is really cool to watch somebody who knows their clients and trusts their clients I think there's a lot of trust in your clients Mm -hmm. and your email list Mm -hmm. uh, and your and yourself, you know, trusting yourself that I can do this because well, you just made a, another, you've made another big change and we'll talk about that too in a minute, but yeah. Yeah. There's a certain level of confidence you have to have yes. in your business yeah. and confidence in your product mix, knowing that they're not just going to forget about you and go find it down the street at Hobby Lobby. Oops. Oops. Yeah. I said it, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, people are like, I'm willing to wait, you know, for yeah. the one time a month, she's going to be open in the, in the yeah. summer. And of course I would always put out there that it was by appointment. Um, also by appointment, I do that even now um, because we do have people that have come to now, you know, 25 years later, we've done generations of weddings for people. That's so cool. You know, yeah. it's just crazy to me to to just see see that. So, you know, I have a couple of brides who are waiting to, you know, waiting till we could get our florals reasonably um, put out so that they can come and do their third daughter's wedding because every single, you know, daughter has had their flowers done by us. So, so 
you know, it's, it's one of those things that there's a confidence that you reach um, and you need to, you need to have that confidence in your product mix and your store and what you offer, what you serve to your, to your clientele. You can't step in it. it. This is funny. I love that you said confidence too, because you can't step in it kind of thinking maybe I mm-hmm. might try to do this thing. You know, I mean, it's like, this is what we're doing. So do you mm-hmm. want to share a little bit about what your newest, uh, your newest, <laughs> you've got another new change that's shaking things up again. I mean, I do. I did want to hear the whole thing in 2020. Yeah, I was, um, yeah. I'm certainly not a stranger to, or I, I'm not, you know, I don't want everyone thinking that, yeah. oh my gosh, everything is, everything's just easy street or, or, everything comes easy to me or no, 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 because it doesn't. I have my struggles just like everyone else. I have um, procrastination issues. I have my times when I I need a mental health break. (laughs) I have have all of those things everyone else does. Um, But we came to a point with our landlord and our landlord, our previous landlord was just fabulous throughout all of our, our years in that he would adjust, you know, we, you don't ask, you don't get, he would adjust our rent when things are tough and, and it came to a point where I did not feel comfortable signing a long-term lease. Mm-hmm. I just didn't. I just could not make myself do it. I just felt in my gut I shouldn't do it. And so we just kind of coasted. And um, we always knew that there was a risk to that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I always knew in the back of my head that we needed to get more and more online. Um, but for you know, the fact that life happens to us, it's an overwhelming task with the size of our store. Mm -hmm. And some of that is like, I'll be honest with you, I've had, this is another vulnerable moment, I've had an online store built for almost a year. And I've not turned it on because I'm, I'm, I'm afraid of being successful. (laughs) Can I, can I, can I share that with you? Yeah, no, it's, it's, Um, it's, it's funny, not funny because it's a very common sentiment again. Right. It's a really common thing I hear every day. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, there's, there's all these things that we're trying to juggle as a retailer. And then of course, 2020, March, 2020 hit and our, our shop was completely shut down. Um, as I know, many stores were across the United States, Canada, all over the world. And I was all all of a sudden stuck with a 10,000 square foot stuff full of spring merchandise that literally we had, literally, Wendy, we had just opened up and hung yeah. like $12,000 worth of wholesale clothing because we do clothing as well as all the decor, mm-hmm. all of the spring um, and Easter had just come in. Yeah. All the spring dresses that nobody got to wear anywhere, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so here we are, March 16th, 2020, we get the notice, you're done. Yeah. You're done for, well, what were we, two months, three months? You cannot be open. And no. I'm like, yeah. okay, now I'm really regretting not having turned that, gotten my online store open the year before so that it could just all of a sudden be up and running and oh well no big deal online store let's just no big deal script and so yeah. I had already been doing using the Facebook live sale model yeah you're very Thank you're goodness. very successful very good at it yeah everybody needs Thank to goodness I'd already yes. been doing yeah. that yeah I had only been maybe doing one a month just yeah. because of just being so busy running the everyday retail operation um and always successful at the one a month and and very good you know margins and things like that but um we were shut down and all of a sudden I'm like what am I gonna do so I just started doing Facebook live sales I put together a a Mother's Day subscription or you know box that was very successful and I literally did all of this within weeks I mean I literally 
worked so hard that first month. Oh, no. That was a test to all, all of us. <laughs> I was just going to say a test to the, well, pretty much the whole shutdown was a test to your stamina and grit. I called it entrepreneurial grit. You're right. either, you're either in it or you're not right now. Yeah, or you're, <laughs> you're, gonna yeah, you're, you're in it and you're going to do what it takes. Cause everybody was doing things like stand. Right. Somebody it's like standing on your head and rubbing your belly. And oh my gosh. Doing what we needed to do to, to survive. Right. But yeah, yeah I, again, following, you know, we're friends and I know I was watching all the things that you were doing. So Right. And, but what it 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 teaches you you, and, you know, you can, you can go, Oh, what was me? Oh my gosh, this was so hard. And it was, it was hard, but very soon after, actually, even in the middle of it, I realized that, Holy cow, this is a blessing. This has been a, not the pandemic, not all the crazy. It's the silver line. There's silver linings in everything. And this is a silver lining, right? Of course. And so a lot of it though, is how we choose to look at it. (laughs) And so you have to train your entrepreneurial brain to always look for the benefits, not the negative. Um, But I really did realize that, holy cow, even just a month into that, I'm like, holy cow, okay. All right, we've proven the concept of what I've always said. I was hesitant. Normally, I've, I'm not hesitant in my in my jumps that I've made in my business, but for whatever reason, in the the previous year I had been hesitant, and I started letting that imposter syndrome get in, and I started letting I'm afraid of the success. I don't think I can handle one more thing. What if the online store is super successful? Do I want to work that hard? Like I. Right. I have those things that go through my head. And so then you stop yourself from doing something that could be successful because you're worried that you don't know if you can handle it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and all of that is mindset. You know, we know, we know this. Um, but anyway, the forcing me to do it in the pandemic um, shutdowns um, really was awesome because it took me out of that and just made me react and do what I knew I could do and needed to do. And it was successful. And so it's really proven the concept that the online is really where I want to go in my personal life, Vicki and my, Vicki, my partner and my personal lives is, you know, we're getting older, Wendy. We're not, you know, when I started this business, I was in my early thirties. I'm, you know, I just turned 60. So, um, or mid thirties I was, and I want to change and, and I'm never, ever not going to be a retailer. I know this about myself. Mm -hmm. I, whether it be an online only or, Um, you know, who knows what's going to be in my future, but I know that there has to be a a general wind down in my brick and mortar being open. Um, but I'm not ready yet. I was just going to say, because what you're doing is not online only. It's no, no, but you've made another another significant, you've made another significant change. Do you want to just share with us what you're sure? So what your new, oh, weirdo plan is. No, I'm just kind of got off onto the mindset thing, but Um, I decided that I did not want to sign another long-term lease. Mm-hmm. And of course, we knew that that left us at risk to have to move out of our location if the landlord found somebody for our space. And sure enough, he did. Mm-hmm. And it had been listed on MLS for 10 years and nobody had ever taken the space. And all of a sudden, boom, it happened. And it happened in a very quick way, um, which also looking back now, a month after we've gotten through it, I'm grateful that it was a quick way because it was a, a fast band-aid, pull it off, yeah. make it happen. Um, instead of dragging it out and, you know, woe is me and oh my gosh, we have to move. So we recently moved our location. We found another warehouse and my, my 
my thought process throughout that is that I'm going to rebrand. So we are now going to be the front porch warehouse instead of just the front porch. Mm -hmm. It'll be the front porch warehouse. And this comes about because I know as we get into the online more and more, the pretty retail store, it'll still be pretty, but the pretty retail store with nothing but gorgeous displays all mixed up throughout the whole thing is not conducive to picking orders that come in from an online source. Right, right. So somebody orders two of these beautiful pink peonies. Where are they? Because they could be anywhere in the store in a gorgeous display in a vase somewhere. We know that we have to have more warehouse shelving. We know that we have to have things a little bit more segmented so that it's easier to pick orders. So I have this vision in my head of what it's going to be. It it's it's will happen by September. Um, but we're right now in the transition and literally it's happening. This, I'm watching it happen yeah. live on Facebook. So I'm telling yeah. you, I see it happening. Yes. Yeah. So, so literally this yeah. spot right here that I'm filming in front of is the only spot that looks pretty in the warehouse right now. <laughs> Everything so else funny. is enormous palettes. But yeah, yeah, so so once again you take your situation and you pivot. And you say, okay, how can we make this work for us? So our goal is to, when we reopen in fall, we'll probably now go to a model of only being open fall and winter. And that's it. All in fall and holiday season. So probably Labor Day. With, with online open regular hours, right? Or Yes. yes online, online open. Year round. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and we're going to probably reduce our retail hours um, even more. Even during the hours we're open, we'll probably be two to three days max. Right. So you're also going to have a retail, you are going to have a retail component on the front part of this. Correct. Correct. So we'll have a warehouse, but people will shop the warehouse. Right. So we'll still give our local customers the opportunity to come in Mm -hmm. and shop and, and interact with us, which everybody would miss terribly. So we'll still have that component, but we're making it easier for us in our lifestyle and also for the online business. Right. And so the magic words I always you know, I, I use personally, and I I try to share, you know, it's like, what does that look like when you're trying to make like something Mm -hmm. that works for you and your customers? So how have the customers been with this? Everybody, everybody misses us terribly. I mean, I'm constantly asking, um, answering questions online and email and calls, phone calls and everything else. And so the, the transition for us is that we've told people we're not ready to reopen. Mm-hmm. Um, trust us, we're not ready to reopen yeah. right now, but we do miss your faces. So we're going to be having tent sales at the new location outside only, um, you know, every three to four weeks throughout the summer so that you can come get your, what we call the front porch fix, um, before we reopen to the public. So yeah, it is hard on our customers locally because people are now here in Wisconsin, we are literally reopening. And so people right. are I need, I want to come and shop. I need therapy. I need this. I need that. And I'm like, well, come to the tent sale. Right. Or join me on Facebook when I do my live sales. Right. I've noticed like, I, you know, follow you. I see you on Facebook. I see you on, you know, I see your tent sales happening. And from my point of view as a, as a customer, I'm not, I'm not actually in your Mm -hmm. area. I wish I was, I would be shopping, but uh, (laughs) it seems very positive. Like they're shopping Mm -hmm. there. Can't wait till the tent sale comes, you know, they're, you know, and I think that physical move was probably a good thing because yes. you're building sold. You know, it was when I had to give up my studio, it was the same thing. Mm-hmm. The, the, the the building sold. I, I didn't have an opportunity with a new landlord and it was like, right. you're out, you're out. And, and it was, you know, last June, which, you know, and I felt it was really a hard move to close my studio. But in the same breath, I don't that's, you know, it was time for not to, to do 
it was time to give up the studio to work full time. You know, I was doing this full time anyways. I was hanging on to that or whatever. And what does that look like? I probably wouldn't have pulled the Band-Aid if, you know, I would have. Right, right. I would have, I would have lingered over there for a while. And, my right. studio, you know, you would have lingered over there. It might have been hard to turn that into to shut the doors, turn it into a warehouse, right. like that whole. But it was like a physical Band-Aid pulling off. We're moving. We're shifting. And I, I from my point of view, from the facade of Facebook and Instagram, and I know all the things that go on in the back, it seemed like a really great, um, not a really great, I mean, it seems like your customer is super supportive, I guess, from, from what well, I Well, and it, a lot of it is how you present it. And oh, it's all how you present it. Well, sure, <laughs> sure. And, yeah. and not that this was yeah. not expected, Wendy. I don't want to say that, oh, no, I had this I know. plan. Yeah. Now, did I have something in the back of my head? I always yeah. do. I always have yeah. Like that's just, I would say one of my gifts yeah. is that I always am looking three to five years ahead. I didn't, I don't even know I'm doing it, yeah. but I do it. Yeah, me too. And so I've always thought, okay, what's the next thing? And, and the next thing is for what next thing was for us, we've got to figure out, I cannot literally figure out how to run my retail store. Like I'm running it right now, 10,000 square feet, full on yeah. massive inventories in so many different categories. Yeah. I can't figure yeah. out how to do it like this and online and manage the inventory and yeah. pack orders. And I can't, yeah. like, you know, like I was stuck. And, and I have a life and see my grandchildren and travel and, and do all the things that Anne right. wants to do. And like you just said, you know, the Anne, you know, you are not your, you know, what is it? You always say you are not what we are, not what we do. So right. why do we not be super immersed only in that? Right. So course. something in the back of my mind obviously stopped me from opening the online store that was built. Yeah. And because I couldn't figure out how to make it work. And I'm not one that usually can't figure things out, but I just literally couldn't wrap my head around, how can I do this? And so when this happened to us, and it literally happened to us, like things happen to us in our businesses, and we have yeah. to figure out, okay, what are you going to do with it? What are you going to do with that? Um, all right, we've got to move. Well, first things first, we got to figure out how to physically move. Second thing is, how am I going to make this okay with my customers um, online and in person? And all of a sudden it came to me, literally, I, I like to say it, and I know you say this type of thing too, is I like to quiet, get quiet, yeah. because I know if I get quiet, it'll, it'll come. And I got quiet, and all of a sudden, literally, the front porch warehouse came to my head. And, I, and I'm like, okay, that's what it needs to be. Now I can get, now I get it. Now I can still have a little bit of my brick and mortar retail for my locals who will miss us if we're not here. Um, but I can also, I can wrap my brain around shelving, yeah. <laughs> being able to Picking pick orders. And shelving and shipping. Correct. And Correct. So yeah. Yeah. once you, once you get quiet and figure that next phase out, then you just move forward and, and implement. We um, so underestimate quiet and roadblocks. We also, you know, right. we all have roadblocks. Roadblocks are going to be coming up right. every day. Like there's a roadblock whether it's a minor one or a major one, whether it's your email getting hacked, which happened to me this week, or, you know, like I know. it's just a roadblock or your landlord pulling your rent or whatever, or pulling your right. space. So right. um, I think I, I, like, I hope that people are taking away from this, that we have to, like, I hope that people are listening. <laughs> they are inspired mm -hmm. to like, I, I say, do your own thing, but, you know, do it with purpose and intention, but you do have, we will burn out. You would have not lasted mm -mm. like you would no, be I would have closing just or sold or whatever, right? Like right. To walk away, which is not what you want to do. You've built this no. beautiful clientele. You've built this beautiful thing. And, you know, it's been wonderful watching you, the inner, inner you know, um, the, not the inner workings, but like just how you've just gone through the process. You and I actually were speaking 
we spoke, we were, we had, we, we were on a zoom, casual zoom call when, and you had just found out you were moving. Like you said to me, I don't know what this looks like. You literally said that to me. You're like, I'm thinking of this new name, but I, I gotta be out in three weeks or four weeks or whatever it was like. Right. And you were all like, ah, like not, not, angry. I know you were all like ideas. Like, I don't know what it looks like. Bang, 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 bang. You know? And so I think it's really important again, to go back to the quiet, your brain, Right. You know, things are going to happen. And how can we make, how can we make it positive and how can we make it work for us? And I think we underestimate that it's okay to make it work for us. I think we were on that zoom. I think we were on that zoom literally the day that I found out. Wasn't yeah, it? I think so. Yeah. You were just like, pow, yeah. pow, 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 pow. Like your brain was like, yeah, no, I don't know. I'm thinking this. And, you, and you, you said to me, I think this is like the craziest thing, but this is what I'm thinking. And, you know, anyway, we were just yeah. chatting and having a casual conversation, but, right. um, you know, you're, I'm super inspired and it's almost like permission to, to permission to do what works for you and your family. And I always say, and I know you probably heard me say this, you know, our board of directors, we're the CEOs, but our board of directors are sitting at the kitchen table. Exactly. Like they're sitting at the kitchen table with us. So we have to make that work for them and work, I mean, for us and what feeds us and what feeds, you know, our lifestyle. And I I don't like the word balance anymore. I feel like there's no such thing as this. I know, but harmony is a good word I I like to use. Like, how can we make it work? Well, and it's your business your way, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's your business and, and how much do you want, you know, I, I often say, well, how much, how bad do you want it? Like, like it's so ingrained in my blood, like, Retail is so in my blood, literally. Yes. And I know this about myself. It and it's what it, it's what it's what has made me be a workaholic to my yeah. family's detriment. Yeah. Um, in past years. And it's and it's yet it's also my passion. It's also what's led me to um charity work that I that I do currently for right. for causes that are near and dear to my heart. And it's enabled me to raise my my community that I've built through my retail store has enabled me to raise tremendous amounts of money and made huge world impact. So, you know, the takeaways are, you know, you can't just make these types of radical decisions like I've been the crazy one in retail and people, (laughs) you know, if if you want to call it that, you know, I couldn't do that without the foundation of an incredible email list of a social media following that I've worked so, so hard to build relation, not just numbers, not just vanity metrics, but relationships. Like I have built relationships online with my people and they follow me wherever yeah. I go, take them. Um, and they trust me. And that's a big part of social, um, social marketing is they have to trust you. Um, yeah. So, you know, there's, there's things that you have to have in your business as a foundation, I think before you could make radical changes like this and be successful. Um, but it's still scary. I mean, I mean, when yeah. I did those things, even though in my gut, I felt like I would be able to pay all my bills once with a, being only being open once a, once a month in the summer. I didn't know <laughs> if it would really happen, but I had a gut it would because yeah. I trusted and had confidence in what I had built already. So you know, there's a lot of moving parts. You know this. You teach yeah. this on a daily basis. But yeah. um, well, I live it too, I, right? We're all doing it, right? So it's yeah, correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, lots of moving parts. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, the crazy lady of retail, I guess, huh? Well, <laughs> I don't like saying the crazy lady. I think the brave lady and the inspiring well, lady. Let's talk. Let's look at it that way. And also, I you know, just to to reiterate, you know, you're you. It's not all without never failing either. So oh I my god, like we all, you know, we all try things. Doesn't work. Okay, take a step back, and it's how we handle that and move forward on the next one. So I mean, I um, literally, I literally have had so many failures. It's yeah. Crazy. I think we. I need to do. I need to do a podcast on failure. I need to bring a whole bunch of retailers on, right. and we all need to talk about something 
something that we failed right. at because we've all failed at things. And I love that you also said, I just, just to, as we wrap up here, I know I've kept you so long. I promise oh, you I this long, but um, as we, uh, you know, it's really important to remember that everybody's um, front of house and what it looks like that's happening with everybody. Everybody has crap going on in the back. Oh. <laughs> so Anne's beautiful flowers in front of you. She just told me like all around her, you know, is like chaos. I was the only corner. So it's really important to all for all retailers to remember mm-hmm. that like everybody has different things that are working right now and doing and working well, but there's always, you know, there's always sleepless nights for different parts of our oh. businesses, whether it's new level, new devil, they say, right? Like there's new right. things, you do new things, you grow, you know, it's, there's never a milestone like, well, once I get to that, then I'll be, I'll be, everything will be perfect. Ah, nothing's ever perfect. This is retail life. Welcome to it. Get your grit, <laughs> get well, your entrepreneurial grit going. It's, you know, and it's, it's any fun business. though, right? Yeah. Any, any business. Yeah. Any business. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. It's all, yeah. it's all the same really. I yeah. mean, it's really so. Yeah. Well, yeah. thank you, Anne. I'm so grateful to have you here well, in your time. You, I know you are up to your ears in shelving units and packing mm-hmm. and unpacking and getting ready for tent sales and all of the things. Yeah. But I really am glad we uh, made time to do this. And I'm yep. so grateful that my my listeners can meet you and know more about you. Can you tell us the best place for everybody to go find you? Uh, on Facebook, we are um, facebook.com forward slash front porch fans. And yeah, we're on I don't do much on Instagram. I'm really more of a Facebook gal. So yeah. Yep. And and soon to have warehouse online sales, yes. <laughs> online, online yes. shop open. And we're all going to be going there looking for those gorgeous yes. peonies. Yeah. So thanks so much, Anne. Uh, I appreciate having you here and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Thanks, Wendy. Well, that's it for this week's episode of the Creative Shop Talk podcast. I'm so glad that you're here to join us this week, and I hope you found value in what we're sharing here. I want to remind you that our website has all of the show notes. You can find it at wendybatten.com slash podcast. Everything that you need to hear about today's podcast is there. Also an opportunity if you need to reach out to me. If I can support you in any way whatsoever, please feel free to reach out. Make sure you join our Rockstar Creatives Facebook group. We will continue the conversation over there weekly. So thanks for joining us. Please leave a review, subscribe if you can, and never miss an episode. We hope to see you back here again next week. Thanks, my friend. Have a great week.